Welcome to the fundamental interconnectedness of all things. This My name is, is Jeremy. Yeah, I'm Eric. And we've we're Hello. Here, we're here again. Hello. Uh just like we are every week. Hello, nasty. Speaking into your ears. Beastie Boys coming out with a new album. I know, isn't that weird? Hot sauce number two or something. That's so weird. I mean, because those guys have got to be like 40, 45 years old. Hello, uh, no, I mean, uh, Paul's Boutique, 89, uh, 22 years ago. But that was their second rap album, hip-hop album. They had uh, it, uh, um, License, License to, to Ill. Ill. And that was what? A year or two earlier. Yeah, well, so you said 89, so that was like... 87 was Paul's Yeah, but I'm saying, License to Ill, did you, like, when it first came out, were you, like, all over it, like a fly on License, <laughs> License to Ill? Yeah. Were you? I mean, I, I remember seeing the album cover, and, like, wow, it's a gatefold album, and they're still making albums in this era, and it's kind of weird. It's an airplane that crashed. Albums. I didn't realize it looked like a blunt being, mm-hmm. you know, until, like, much later. Oh, yeah. And I heard the song Fight for Right to Party actually on, like, I saw it on that bandstand show. I saw it because sure. what I thought was really cool is he had that Volkswagen thing Uh-oh. around his neck. Um, but I didn't really, I was like, yeah, okay, this is okay. But so what I really got into him was Paul's Boutique. I mean, that was like. Paul's Boutique is, every, a, is a lot of Beastie yeah. Boys fans entry album. So when, when uh, so 87, if we're going to say License Till came out in 87, I was probably, I was not probably, I was 11 years old. So mm. I, wasn't listening to Beastie Boys. However, right about that time, might have been 11, 12 uh, age, my dad worked at uh, the public radio station as the program director or music director, one of the two at WRT. And uh, he would get promotional items all the time, albums, CDs, whistles, T-shirts, posters, all sorts of, of swag for being in that position, nice. you know, promoting local bands or not even local bands, any band. Uh, and... Um, he he got t- and he would also get tickets for various shows, local shows, uh, some of which they'd give tickets away and, and some of which they would keep. I don't know what the legality is or, or what the reasoning for that was. But he ended up with a pair of Beastie Boys tickets at the Coliseum, the Dane County Coliseum here. And uh, he took me and wow. I was in I think I was in fourth grade. So I'm thinking that that must have been licensed to ill. Maybe they had something else going on because they couldn't have just played that whole wow so you at in fourth grade you saw the beastie well here's the thing so he took me and he i think was aware of what they were and was like they're free i'll take my son and if we leave it's no skin off whatever it's whatever i'm sure there were no other four month or four fourth graders there probably not no it was a late show as i recall like there was an opening and it was really loud of course to my fourth grade ears it was really loud so we got in there and uh it was loud and it was rap and i remember they had these two girls on either side of the stage in cages and uh you know my dad made a made a scoffing remark about that and i was tired it was a weekday and i kept nodding off and my dad would be like, he would nudge me and be like, oh, I don't know, did you see that? Did you see that? I was like, what? It's like, those girls are, are pulling up their shirts in the cages. And I was like, whoa, 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 what? And so I, I'd, I'd stay awake and I'd be watching the girls. Cause I didn't know any of the songs, right? And I just saw these guys jumping around on stage. And I'm staring at the girls, staring at the girls, staring at the girls. They nod off. And as soon as I was nodding off, my dad's like, oh, my God, they did it again. The girls, they pulled up their shirt. He wasn't that excited, but he was he was kind of chuckling to himself. And I'm, he must have did it to me about three times before... I never saw any boo, oh. but apparently they were there, and and eventually he realized I was nodding off, and and so we left. But uh, that was my first entry into into the Beastie Boys. It wasn't until a decade later 
when I was in high school where there was this girl who played Paul's Boutiques all the time in our gym class. And I didn't, I, I got to be honest, I didn't really like it all that much. You don't? No. Oh, I, I like didn't. Paul's Boutique a lot. Paul's Boutique is, is good now, but it, it was years after that, yet again, when I finally bought, I was probably 19 or so when I bought uh, License to Ill, and that's a fantastic album. So, you know, that one kind of dropped off for me again. I don't think I listened to that one very much. Uh, maybe that's the problem is I haven't listened to it a lot. Yeah, I listened to Paul Paul's Boutique probably 150 times more than that. And I, I mean, probably did too because it was every gym class you would put on Paul's Boutique. No, but I, I mean I bought it and put it yeah, on. Yeah, I think yeah, I yeah. bought two. That's probably one of the sure. only CDs that I bought twice or even three times. So Paul's Boutique didn't didn't really do much for me, and I can't really explain why. It had like maybe too much of that 70s influence in it. Oh, that's what I like. And that's what a lot of people like, of oh, course. Oh, yeah. Right? They had some Beatles riffs. And they, had, they had some Beatles, uh, what are those called? Uh, lift samples. Samples. Sure. And they I, had a oops. bunch of uh, Led Zeppelin samples. I probably, you know, and I probably would like it now. It's just I, I never owned it. I never really sat down and listened to it all the way through. It's just the stuff that I had heard at that age I wasn't impressed with. But then fl- fast forward a couple of years, uh, License to Ill is just such a simple... Yeah, album. Good that, time party. That, yeah, like and there's nothing really bad on any. There's not a, not there's not most albums. There's like a track where you're like, yeah, I don't really skip past that track or yeah. Oh, it's this song. License to Ill doesn't really seem to have that because they're all kind of the, the same. You know, yeah. you got yeah, I don't know some very yeah. no, simple samples. It's the same and, with Paul's Boutique for me. I mean, honestly. and I had at the time I had a subwoofer in my car, and License to Ill was fantastic to play on that because they had the big bumping bass. And uh, yeah, you could cruise down there with your Beastie Boys. So they're laying down some new track. They're they're putting out a new one. So yeah, I mean, you gonna rush out and buy it? No, I just rush out and download it. I remember like ten years ago, we were going to go to a Beastie Boys concert, and I didn't actually end up going, uh, but some friends did, and they just said it it was kind of sad, like just like these old men like hopping around on stage. Now, like when I heard that they made a new album, I was like, get the hell out of here, really? I mean. Wow, I'm curious to hear it. Oh well, I'm sure. I, I think actually, I, I read, I read it. I read some of the articles about it, and um, I don't remember any of them. But the <laughs> nice. gist of them, I remember. It's they they kind of started getting into kind of jazzy stuff. I mean, not like don't think of Kenny G and all that, but like a little bit wider range of sampling than just the hip hop, you know? Right. But weren't they a, a punk band prior? Probably. I don't. I don't know. I'd like to look up their discography because I had a. Oh yes, a yes. Let's start looking up their disc. I just like their music, you know. I don't know if I'm going to run out and buy their album. I mean, if I hear a track or two, I'd probably. Well, like there it. was a know. there was a slight debate on whether or not there was an album prior to License to Ill. Oh, there was. I I, I thought there was like some like underground like. Huh. Like you know, five thousand press. Punk oh, like thing. four. Well, there's some probably for some four tracks or something that they put out. And I think they actually re- didn't they release. They released a collection like, of like really old stuff. Yeah. And and uh, so I, that's. I mean, but I'm wondering if that's because a lot of bands will release you know something demo-y and it'll go like ten thousand. You like that? Yeah, I haven't had a beer in like four days. Oh. Uh, we're drinking Hinterland Pale Ale out of one pint glasses. I mean bottles. <laughs> Very nice. The, it looks like a, a video game, Hinterland, a landing pad, hospital, yeah. ha, helicop- helipad. It's the same as that maple beer that you had last weekend. That one it's the beer. same brand. Yeah, no, this is pretty good. I like pale ales, I guess. I don't, I, know. I don't know why I was drawn to this, because that maple beer wasn't all that great, and I was at the liquor oh, store. Oh, so this is a different batch? I thought maybe that was like a big sampler sample. pack. No, I actually went to the liquor store and bought the same brand, different style, 
<laughs> at a separate shopping occasion. Well, don't have, I don't know why. That's lazy. And it's in a big pint bottle. Big old pint bottle. Not a not a big old pint can. Big old pint bottle. Can you, you remember one you thing? You could save these and bottle more beer in them. Yep, yeah, you probably do that, yeah. Anyways. Um, one thing that I remember about the Beastie Boys is that they could, mm-hmm. at least I don't, maybe this isn't true, but they, I remember seeing this one time that they would take a beer can, shake it up and just squeeze it and it would pop. <laughs> Did you ever see that? I think no. there's a video on YouTube. It sounds like a Popeye thing. It just, it blew my mind when I saw it. I was like, holy crap. But I mean, I'm sure if you did it over and if you shake that thing way up, it's probably ready to go anyways. This was a Beastie Boys trademark thing. I guess so. I mean, I think they would do it on stage. I Have think you ever tried it? No. Nope. I mean, it'd nope. be kind of cool. Next time we're at like a, like a. Like on the river or something, we got some river beers. I'm gonna give it a try. I, I think. I think you're right about the beer thing because now that I'm thinking about he it, he would actually stand like this. What? He would stand. He would shake it up and then hold it, hold like it to, his was, to his crotch, and, and then squeeze it, and <laughs> squeeze it into the audience. So it looked like he was pissing I, I, beer. I, I, I bet you that happened because now that All I th- the girls would think about it more. Uh, 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 so there was the girls, but then closer into the center of the stage, there was two DJs with their turntables, and their turntable booth, I believe, were two big Budweiser cans. Mm-hmm. So I, I think uh, yep. I think you're right. They were big Budweiser yeah. drinkers. Well, they also had a big inflatable penis that they would bring out on stage too. Okay, I think I actually recall that. I wasn't that. <laughs> I was like, "Where are the girls? <laughs> Why is this big Johnson uh, go to sleep?" Gosh, that's so weird though that you say that because <laughs> I can't imagine my kids. Well, Logan is actually pretty mellow. He actually fell asleep at the store. Um, well, of course, I was laying there too because I was really sick yesterday. But he fell asleep like. Middle of the day, sunshine. I had the music cranked. The light was shining right down on him. He, I had just changed his diaper, so he had nothing but a diaper on. He's running around the store. Um, there's people in there. He just, he's boom, falls asleep on the couch, just laying there in his diaper, like <laughs> flat out, right in the middle. I mean, Lily would never do anything like that. Lily, mm-hmm. she is way too high strung. She needs. When I was a kid, to, I like, mean, completely burn out and freak before she goes to bed. When I was a kid, uh, my parents, Stephen Heike, would throw parties, uh, and they're, in my recollection, loud. That kind of reminded me of, because you've said that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. And that. I would just cra- I, I You'd always lay on the couch there. I yeah. would always love to be where the people were and listen to the conversations and and whatnot, but. Uh, yeah, I, I just fall right asleep. You just couldn't do it. Wow. My daughter, though, you put her in the middle of a situation, she still, she'll stay up just as late. I mean, yeah. probably the same with Lily. Just stay up. What? 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 Yeah. She Until has to be put finally put, put, put her into a separate room and yep. close the door and give a couple of warnings. And even then, it's like, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. but then like two minutes later, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. But yeah well, I mean, people are people are different. People are people. Wherever you go. So, have you decided uh, what? button you're going to uh send to usman no i i what you okay so you sent me that and uh-huh. it said that you're a winner yeah and like did he request a particular button or? no no he just said his button collection was light so uh, oh he's just wait i think he's waiting for a little four pack of buttons oh oh you got it i there will i will no i'm gonna randomly choose you should make some custom ones well i have about four a hundred. I have probably three hundred ones made. I can make some. You know what? We need some TFI. Well, here's the problem. Though. Here's the problem. Yes. Um, so I borrow the button maker to somebody, and oh. they used up all the parts, all the supplies. So I gotta buy. I gotta order some more supplies. It sounds like whoever you lent it to needs to order some supplies. Yeah, yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. I'll get some supplies. They're easy enough to get. This on eBay. Boom. And then they'll, they'll usually come without a blow. Well, Usman, you, you can uh, have some random uh, uh, buttons from. I'll a send jar. Him some random ones, and then we'll we'll get some some. Uh, or you some, can wait for the supplies. Timely, some timely political ones, and then we'll send you a TFI one. 
I mean, postage is pretty cheap, and oh yeah, it's it's a light enough Hell, package. I'll even go halvesies on the postage with oh, you. Oh my, wonderful! <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, um, what what else is going on? Uh, um, buttons. You, yeah, no, I haven't. I I saw that, and I thought maybe there was like a particular one that he was kind of interested no, in. no. He just he won the competition. Well, I can't remember where the contest was, but I'll take his word for it. That so there's he won. a picture that I saw. This is this <clears throat> is what I saw at Woodman's just about an hour ago, two oh, hours ago. All right, a big uh, six pack of L. Ron Hubbard books. Can you believe that? They're they're toting them out. They're trouting them out. Stories from well, the those are the those are those are the books that he wrote before life. the whole Scientology thing. Yeah, I mean, he I was, wonder he, if they're any good. I don't. Yeah, I was wondering that myself, but it's kind of weird that you know he's he made this religion and he's got he's got his own religion. I mean, you go to New York and and there's this huge building that's like Scientology, mm-hmm. and there's all these famous people that are into it, and it's million dollar enterprise and everything. And what what who is this guy? You know, he's just some science fiction writer. It'd be kind of interesting to read what he has to write. I do, saying, I do you know find I mean? it odd that he's just he's got his own stand here with like a big pack of six right, different I know. books. And like this, I can't make it big. Ah, come on. You can't make it big. <laughs> yeah, that's what you said. Damn it! Um, it's not inflatable. The the uh, the little marquee on this stand looks very looks like a video game almost. Well, the one book that I picked up and looked at was the one with the woman with titanium nipples. There, I mean, it was quite uh, the, quite the Amazon uh, woman yeah. with like. I the, will cut through the glass with these. The Great Scarlet, huh? Right, and I'm thinking, okay, so this guy founded a religion, and he used to write books that had this on the cover. Well, I mean, he might changed his ways. Yeah. Or do you what, think what? he founded a religion or lucked himself into a religion? I, I mean, mean, he founded a religion. He, he, he made it up. Not he made it up. He didn't sit there at his writing desk yes, and be like, did. "Today, I'm going to write a religion." Okay, no, but years of writing. He 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 had this idea. Oh my gosh! I ha- have all these writings. I can I can fit them. In the, I can fit all these separate pieces together into a viable theology that people will buy into. And I'm going to be the father of it. And he did it. Yes. I don't know enough about L. Ron Hubbard, the man. He invented Scientology. No, I, I, I know. I have th- no idea what the hell it is. It, it, it's it, like it, aliens yeah. or something. It all comes from the ideas from like one book, one of his books, one of his many books. Uh, lays out the framework for the Zog or Zogby or whatever the hell that guy's name is. Zerg. Zerg. Emperor, <laughs> Emperor Zerg. Zerg. And the DC Maybe that's where he took that away from that, from Toy Thetans and the volcanoes and whatever, blah, blah, blah. 40 million. We talked about it one time. We, we did have a podcast all about it. Oh, and I did some research on it. And I completely forgot what it was. Well, that's okay. It's all laid down on 40, wax. So something we, about 40. If we ever want to know about it, we'll just go listen to one of our podcasts. Did you? Do you think you put it in the tagline? Um, probably. I don't we should, remember. You know what we should do? Actually, we should send him a, a, an instant. He's message. dead. Oh, he is. I think he's dead. Yeah. We should con- We should bring the Ouija board out and like contact <laughs> him. <laughs> he's probably yes. in one of those volcanoes, or maybe this he's flying around in one of those DC sixes. Hubbard, what would you like to know? <laughs> we could have a, a nice little conversation, a little chat, a teaside cucumber sandwich chat. Yeah. With, with would the... you like a bit of pepper? What would you ask him? No. Uh, what's it like being dead? <laughs> have you seen Jesus? It's very. Oh cold. no, I'm sorry. Have you seen <laughs> Zerg? <laughs> uh, what was what's the what's the god's name? The the Markort. Oh my gosh, Farkort. Snack biter. I, I can't even remember. It's something really goofy. Yeah? Zog. Not Zog. Xerxes. Yeah. No, I can't remember. Krog. Crank. 
snack. I think. Oh well. Whatever. What's the difference? Yeah, I, no, it doesn't. Ask, it, I, it, I, how's it, what, where did you? I mean, do you really believe in this religion? Do you, are you in your heaven? What what? Gosh, it'd be kind of interesting. Maybe we should read the book. Huh? No, who cares? Really. I mean, yeah, I mean, whatever. The I, political I, scene right now is what we should be worried about. Why is uh, I don't know. Isn't it kind of fucked up? Ooh. Sorry. What? Well, I mean, why? Well, I don't know. Because we got... We're losing stuff all left and right. And big big money, big corporate interests. And What are we losing? I don't know. What have you lost this week? Me? I've lost a lot of business. Oh, well, that's people sucks. are too busy paying for gas prices. Hmm. So I bought a moped for that very reason. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So you've got you've got disposable income. I was reading about the middle class, and the middle class is like in India. The middle class is like if you own your own house, that mm-hmm. makes you middle class. And in this country, though, it's like what did what did it say? Uh, I don't remember how much it was, but it was a it was probably seventy five or so. For the middle class, yeah, I find that hard to believe. I would think that like forty, thirty, or forty would be considered middle class. No, that's a that's a misconception. Mm. No. Okay. 40 is like, I mean, poverty level is like 20. No, poverty level is like 18 for a single person. Oh, for a single person? No, I'm yeah. talking about a family of four. Mm, I don't think it's 40. No, it's not 40. It's Jenny and I looked into this at one point for some reason. 27 or something like that. I think a family of 33. A family of seven, like $40,000 for a family of seven is considered low income. We're talking about two parents and five children. That's a lot of kids. Living off of $40,000. I don't even think it was that much. I think it was less than that. I got to be honest. I mean, you look at these numbers and you start doing division between like how much money that equates per kid. And it's not a lot. I mean, it's, no. it's, that's why That's why if somebody was to ask me, what what do you think like upper lower cl- or middle lower class is, I'd probably say $35,000. For how, yeah, but okay, when you say 35, does that mean a single person? Yeah, not a well. I mean, yeah, it's a big difference between a single person, sure, and a household sure. of four kids or three kids. Or okay, so let's let's wee, take let's take wee, uh, uh, um, yeah, let's take um two two point five kids. Shut up. Two point um, five kids. <laughs> well, I mean that's the wee. American dream, right? That's the American dream, right? Two, white, two white, a half a kid, two, two one and a uh, house. So one black fence. kid, one white kid, and one kid and that's and half and 2. half. Two point five children. You've never heard that before. A half and half kid. You've never heard that before. The yeah, two, I've 2. heard that. Two point okay. three, actually, I think, is the actual number you're looking for, and a white picket fence. Yeah, I've heard that. Okay, so but two point five, not let's, two point three. Let's let's get let's just use two, just because. Does, does the point five throw? It you? does. It kind of throws me. Kind of, I was just trying. I, like, I'm very I'm very visual, and I'm so in my mind, I'm like I'm picturing this. Here. I'm picturing a graphic of like you know kids, and I'm looking at this half kid, mm. and I'm like. Eh, it doesn't really sit with me. Two is fine. So two point five children. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, two. Two point five. Come on, it's the American dream. Called a sack. Two and a half. Two and a half children. I don't know what that really means. I think that just oh, means nice, like a an nice house out in Sun Prairie. Just two and a half children. All right, we'll say two nice kids. Big house out so in Sun a family of four. I would say a household income. Geez, I you know four hundred and seventy thousand dollars a year. What's that? That's how much. Uh, uh, that's that's upper middle class. Okay. Did you read that? No, that's, I just made that up. Uh, I think that would be considered just upper class. That's pretty high. Yeah, that's, that's high. a lot of money. Yeah, but then again, I mean, that, that, that disparaging, num- that, that divide is getting... Although I heard somebody say today on, on uh, Democracy Now! or something, I'm... I'd say $50,000 a year for a household of four is would what, be considered middle? middle class. No, I don't think so. You'd have to look that up. Well, I'm not going to. I don't so, think so. So that's true. what I'm saying. Mm, that would be considered no way. That's low class. No, 
Low class. Well, that's yep. completely different. Because because here's here's why. Because actually, um, the definition of middle class is um, is like white collar. Low class is kind of considered blue collar. Sure. That's that's kind of where the it's not even the monetary thing. It's kind of like if you if you get your hands dirty, if you go out and work for a living, that's considered the working class. That's the working class. And then though. the middle class is yeah, that's that's where the class definition comes from. You don't think that there's from. working class in the middle class? Of course there are. Okay. But the the true definition of working class is blue collar. Yeah. Middle class is supervisory uh, I management. Think so. I think you're mixing up your classes. No, I, I got to be that's honest. what I read today. Well, all right. Right. I think the money just kind of got overlaid on top of that because there's actually a lot of working class that earn a lot of money. I mean, thirty, forty dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, um, Mike kind of enlightened me to this when wh- he's like, uh, "Yeah, I'm picking up side jobs, blah blah blah," and he's and he's he, he's asking like thirty dollars an hour. I'm like, "Dude, thirty dollars an hour? That's that's pretty good, you know." Mm-hmm. It's like, "Nope, it sucks ass." Okay, he says, "Well, think about it. If I work ten hours." And I go to somebody's house. I have to drive there. Does, uh, that's not included with the time. If I need a part, if I need to go to Menards, I got to drive to Menards, buy all the tools, buy all the parts. That's not included with the time. I got to do the work. I got to buy my tools. I got to buy all that stuff. I get no health insurance. I get no reimbursement. I get no insurance. I get no uh, vacation. Nothing. So $30 an hour, if you subtract health insurance, vacation time, all the tools, all the gas, he's probably making 10 bucks an hour. Sure. So it's like, holy crap. So the guy building your house is making 10 bucks an hour, you know, and you're paying him 30. You know, oh, $30 an hour. It's so that whole, that's. So the next time you're doing, getting some construction done on your house, think about that. Right, right. I, I, that's yeah, exactly I'm, it. I mean, and that's, I think that's the difference. The, that's where that, that definition of middle class and and working class comes in. Because the middle class has usually the supervisory management positions, whatever, white collar usually has that built into their job because they're working for, you know, a big corporation or whatever that that provides that as an umbrella as part of the job. Whereas the working class is like, no, they usually don't have unions. Well, no, see, that's where no, unions, that's, would, where, that's, that's where, where unions, unions came in. Up. But he is also, he's like totally against the union, the carpenter union, because he said the carpenter union. Because they actually, squeeze him out of jobs. Yes, right. yes, well, and and he he's become and, part of a union then. Well, the and the and the working class unions can sometimes be kind of crappy, and that's the thing, because yeah, they will once they get that foot in the door, they'll crank that door wide open with a vice. And they'll pull it wide open and they'll let the floodgates of the guys through that pay their union dues, and then there'll be a ton of guys in there. And they said, yeah, there's a lot of times where they will just stand around, and it's that's that's where that whole misconception came from that ah, union guys are a bunch of crap because they, yeah, I mean they, I mean my dad told me the same thing, you know. He said you you go to work and oh you're right in the middle of doing putting up a wall or something. They're like oh it's break time, walk away, let the thing fall down, <laughs> and he's standing there going uh I'm not a union guy. Wait wait. Let's just quick finish it. No, it's break time. Sure. And then they found yeah. out he wasn't union, and they all ran him out of there anyways. Get so. out. Right. Whatever. Whatever. I we mean, could I, have that discussion. I mean, there's there's truth in every... Uh, sure, and I'm not, I'm not like, coming down on the unions by, right. by any means for that. I'm just, um, I'm just saying that it's, it's you know, the, the middle class, working class division is blue collar, white collar, because, and I think it's, it is that, that union that... 
helped to to raise the the blue collar worker into the middle class. See what I'm saying? I yeah, I don't, I just don't think it's so cut and dry anymore. Well, so. of course it's not cut and dry. I'm not saying it is. Okay. okay. Uh, did it sound like I was saying it was? Kind of. But oh. no, I mean I'm I just I certainly didn't mean to sound that. Uh, way. I think that maybe like in the 50s maybe it was like that where you had your white collar and your blue collar, but it just nowadays it doesn't seem like you have it, like the white collars and the blue collars are kind of all pushed down to the bottom. And you've got these financial guys who don't do anything, who make money, who uh, they're not white collar. They're not supervisors. They're not managers. They're guys that push buttons and move money from place to place. And they're the guys that are making all the money. And they're the people that are considered the, the upper class they're because they're making a lot of well, money. I think they're considered middle class now because there's a lot of those people. Well, if you listen to and, and if you read a lot of Investment rhetoric bankers, that's going on out there, financial th- advisors, the middle class is being squeezed out. So, right. to, to the gap between lower and upper is is widening and and middle class is being either shoved towards upper and and less so than pushed towards lower class. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. So, I mean, bottom line is like if it continues the way it's continuing, uh, and I'm just going to throw out some random numbers that, that represent real numbers here, so try to follow, is that your lower class is like $10,000 a year, your middle class will be like $40,000 a year, and your upper, upper class will be like a million dollars a year. Now, extrapolate that however you want to. My point is that you're going to have a lot more people at that, that really low, those low, those two lower tiers than you are at that upper tier. Whereas like in the 40s and 50s, you would have kind of an even split where your CEOs were making six times as you much. You have a bell curve. Maybe yeah. 12 times as much as your lowest paid employee. These days, it's like 20,000 times the lowest uh, paid well, employee is what your CEOs are making. Yeah, no, 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 no. Seriously, look it up, man. When you have a CEO is getting paid $600 million a year. Ah, to come do on. Jack, $600 million? I've heard 15, 20 million. And look it up, man. Look it up. Yeah. Well. Look it up. Uh, it, Six hundred million dollars a year. There's, there's, there's only. I mean, obviously you can't pay every CEO that, but there's how many? I mean, uh, how many CEOs are there of these mega corporations? Fewer and fewer because they keep buying each other out. All these. I'd say fifteen, twenty million. I've heard, but I've never heard six hundred million. Right. Wow. Well, maybe. I mean, I, I, I don't. It wouldn't surprise me. I'm sure there's. I'm sure there's hedge fund managers that have. Head, I'm sure there's head, head fund, fund managers manager. over in Denmark that make a lot of money, you know, make a lot of head. I'm sure that there's <laughs> hedge fund managers that make, a, uh, uh, you know, $500 million in one day, you know, because, well, for their I funds, mean, silver, maybe. if you look at silver, the silver price is absolutely through the roof. They went crazy. Nah, it's all a bunch of bullshit. Well, all of it's a bunch of bullshit. It is. Yeah. Okay. So then what's important? You know, going to work and doing your job, right? That's not important. It isn't? Well, I mean, it is. It is. Well, I feel it's important because it's my, my little business. And I, and I, I see that I'm bringing this all back to the monkey because it's oh, like, okay. I feel that there is a place for a little store like that. And nobody's arguing that. Well, but it doesn't work. I'm, I'm, I'm this month. I, I'm, I'm, this is probably the last month. I mean, I'm I'm really, really I I spent last month I had to I I had got a big tax return uh, because we were still we were still married and we had two kids and we had the business and so we had a big tax return and we split it and I used a lot of it to pay my bills for last month because what I make at the store didn't cover my bills 
this month, uh, the store is not doing so good because there's a lot of garage sales and a lot of people are going to Craigslist and they come into the store and they say, do you have this, this particular swing? And I say, mm, nope. Oh, goodbye. Do you have a toddler bed that does this and this? Mm, nope. Sorry. Goodbye. You know, so it's like, okay, they think I'm like the specialty store for super high-end items or something, and I'm just a basic resale store, you know? So they don't even want to look at this other stuff I have because they can go to a garage sale and get it for 50 cents cheaper. And I'm like, okay, then there's no place for that. There's no place for a little business like mine. And I'm kind of like, well, okay, so what am I going to do? I'm going to, I'll sell the store to somebody else that can maybe make it go or maybe just wants to make a hobby of it. And I'll go to work delivering pizzas for Papa John's or, you know, and I, I, I just, it kills me because... I mean, not just for my own purposes, because actually I'm making a lot less now than I would be making at Papa John's. So actually I would be better off financially if I just drove around and delivered pizzas. I'd make a lot more money. Honestly, I would. But my 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 qualm here is that I really don't feel like this society needs more pizza drivers. You know? We need a little we need a little funky store on the corner. I, I don't know, you know? Well, Maybe I, I, maybe I should be talking to those CEOs that are making six hundred million dollars a year that I could say, "All right, well, here's point zero zero one percent of my yearly income." No, I'll, I'll, honey, go and buy a bunch of stuff from him and make it, make it, uh, make, make a couple of sales for him. That guy would rather. I, I don't know. He. Nah, you never know. I don't know. Anyways, uh, I I um have a theory about that, and I fall I fall into that trap myself. I think I think we've. I think the society as a whole has been Walmartized. Oh yeah, for We've sure. We've been programmed to find, seek, search, and find the absolute rock bottom lowest price for anything. Mm-hmm. Anywhere you go, compare, 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 compare. Google Shopping, eBay, Craigslist, garage sales. Yeah, what's that? What's that? That uh, Groupon. Groupon. Well, yeah, yeah, Groupon. Sure. I mean, I, oh, I probably, social. I might not ever even use it, but, but I'm gonna buy it because it's cheap. Right. Right. Uh, but I mean, so it. oh, now I gotta use it. Now I gotta use this thing. Well, that's oh, a funny story it expires, about that. It expires tomorrow. Uh, we gotta make special plans. There was a Groupon the other day for uh, uh, ten dollars twenty. Buy, spend $10 for a $20 gift certificate for the local comic book shop. Ooh, Westfield. However, Westfield. Nice. However, anything I would want at Westfield would probably be $50. So all I saw, I mean, because it would be, it would end up being... $50? The things that, yeah. I mean... Wow. Because the, the... They have things for $50 at a comic book store? Yeah, sure. Like old comics and stuff? It wouldn't be comics. I would probably be looking at like a, a collectible, like that Jaws thing that you got me for five bucks or whatever at a garage sale. That that brand new, I guarantee you, was probably $49. Oh, come on. $39. My but point, what would you do with something like that? Hang, yeah, I would put it on my shelf. But hey, hang on. Just hear, you know, wait, no, hear you realize my that. point out. Um, the things that they have. That, hey, what's your point? Yes, they have comic books, but they probably also have collectible like Wolverine or X-Men collectors uh, figures and whatnot. And that's probably what I would be after. And so my $20 would turn into me spending another $30 ah. on top of that. Too. So I was like, so this point. This seems like a way... To suck more money out of right. my pocket. Yeah, I'm not saving $10. Yeah. I'm actually going to spend $40. The more you buy, the more you save. Right. So I, I huh? we didn't get it. Get so, it? The more you buy, the more you save. Huh? Huh? What? Is. If you buy more, you save more. Yeah. 
Uh, okay. Is that your commercial? I'll take two. No, you got to buy more. You're not going to save very oh. much if you buy two. All right, buy. I'll take uh, three. There's a price break at ten. Oh, give me, give me two. <laughs> but you know what happens at fifteen? You get a free gift. What is it? T-shirt. What does it say? Walmart. Oh, <laughs> give me fifteen. Give me thirty. I'm gonna. I gotta eat br- <laughs> I got Christmas, Christmas presents, presents. For next year. But everybody's getting one of these ding bad who's it's in a t shirt. So the thing is is that people celebrate. There's a victory. There's a victory Yay, lap. That I you, saved money. Yeah. Oh my gosh, M and M's are only two dollars for a huge ginormous bag. I'm not really talking I'll about I'll take six of them. I'm not talking about I'm gonna I'm gonna go home and put them all in my bathtub and lay there and squirm around in them. It'll be great. I'll put my kids in there, they'll have a blast. I'm not talking about the stuff that you don't need. I'm talking... Don't pee in the M&M's. <laughs> right. Mm. So, I mean, I guess, like, the woman that's going in looking for swings probably figures, like, she's looking for a specific swing. She kind of probably takes a quick gaze around, like, with her eyes moving. She doesn't, like, move into the store at all and thinks to herself, all of this stuff I can get at a garage sale for 50 cents more. Yeah. might take me all summer to find it, but I can get... I can well, save see, myself Well, see, that's kind of what I thought that... Um, would actually be different because with the gas prices right now. I, no, I agree with you. It's it's like the storing storing of stuff. Uh, there was like some statistic where like uh, people will spend hundreds of dollars in storage facility charges oh, yeah. to store thirty dollars worth of stuff. Yeah. And they'll do it for months and months and months and years. Exactly. To which, you know, it's like you you would save money yeah. by taking that stuff and throwing, burning it, throwing yeah. it in the garbage and getting rid of it. Well, and that's actually kind of the mentality. Same thing with the gas. That's kind of the mentality that, that and that this is another strike against me, is that I get these people, I get these people that come in with these garbage bags full of stuff that half the time you can tell, they're, and half the time they even tell me straight up. They're like, yo, we just cleaned out the storage facility. Yeah, and we got all this kid stuff in there that, and and their kids are twenty now or whatever. <laughs> right, and uh, we uh, we're, we here you go. What, what what can we get for it? And you open it up and it smells like musty, Must. moldy, and it's like old, really old stuff. From the and I go through 80s. it, I'm like, Jesus, I can give you three dollars for you know I'm all gonna, of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, well, no, I don't. I are you kidding? I'll take you know the very select oh, things. And oh, I give the rest oh, of the oh, crap oh, back oh, to them. Sure. I don't want all that junk. And they look at me like I'm Ron L. Hubbard, like I'm Zerg, Emperor Zerg or something. <laughs> They're like, but we've been storing but this, this. We've had this stuff forever. And we've been storing it, paying Come on, don't $50 you want a month for the last six years. Don't you want this ET onesie? It's <laughs> right. cute. There's only a few Reese's Pieces. $10. No. Yeah, no, that's what I get, honestly. And and I, I, I'm just, and I'm, I'm a really nice guy, too. So half the time, I'm like, oh, okay, I can give you a little more. Because I'm that way. I'm I'm easygoing, and I am a pushover. And when people push me, and when people are hard with me, I and if and and then the and that's the worst thing because then when they leave, I'm mad at them. I'm mad at me, and I'm sitting here with this pile of crap pile that of I just crap paid too much for. Talk about four bad, <laughs> four negative things against me. You know, I'm mad at my customer. I'm mad at myself. I'm sitting with this pile of crap, and I spent too much money. And I'm like. Damn it! <laughs> I just—that's why I was in such a bad mood because that happens to me all the freaking time. I mean, I'm getting better at it, you know. But yeah, but I mean, I don't know. You think I would learn? You want to be friends with your customers, but I mean, the guy that just got uh, 
whatever you gave him for a bag of garbage, he's not coming back to your store, is he? Well, see, the thing is, is that I, I do store credit, so he has to. Oh, but well. that's that's another problem too. Is that if no, I'm getting better about it. I'm I'm getting really particular, and I'm so you dumbing don't give down cash my out. Oh hell no, uh uh-uh. uh, nope. Store credit only. Store oh. credit only. Yep. Yeah, which. Actually, I've been thinking about changing that policy, though, because I think that might keep away some of the higher-end people who are like, oh, I'm not going to shop there, but I would I would help his cause instead of just giving it. I'd, I'd like to see his, I, you know, I, I like to see a local business succeed, but um, if I'm just going to donate it, I would, I would get a little bit of cash for it and then maybe give that cash to a charity or something. No, there's people, I mean, people that have money, they do, they do good things like that. But if they see that I'm strictly for business... And that I don't have a charity to give to, they're probably going to say, "Oh, I'd rather." Because you go to you go to Goodwill once in a while, and you go to Savers once in a while, and you see like you see high end stuff, really high end, really nice stuff, you know. And if I could get that stuff for for like quarters on the dollar, that would be sweet for my store. You know what I mean? I don't know. So, and, but those kind of people, like okay, like uh, like uh, Jenny Rathmeyer. Mm-hmm. Now she has. <laughs> You know, what did she say? She made $3,000 in a garage sale? Yeah. Now, all she buys is brand new Jim Bree stuff, right? Right. Okay. She probably spent $15,000 on that $3,000. Probably more than that. Good Lord. Sure. More than that. 25. Yeah. So, uh, the point is, is that, uh, so, yeah, okay, so she has a garage sale. But even after the garage sale, you know, garage sale? I know. You said that twice now. Garage sale. Actually, the garage... Oh, this pale air is fantastic. It's really mm. good. Man. One pint, and I'm saying garage sale. Garage sale. We should... Actually, the garage sale. We should have a garage We should sell tchotchke. We should have a tchotchke sale. Okay, tchotchkes are two for a dollar today. <laughs> Anybody want some tchotchkes? We got all kinds. We got we got food. We should have a crazy food garage sale. We got, we got okra. We got... Special squid in its own sauce. Any cinnamon? Yeah. So yeah. Shale. Slivery timber. We should have a shale. We should. Yeah. It would be a fantastic. We. Sh- I could shale. have. I. Oh my god! At any given time, I have uh, a thousand pieces of clothing that I could just say. Here you go. Stuff. Put them in a bin. Hang them up. Fifty cents a piece. And you know what? They're actually not too bad. They're decent. Maybe that's yeah. I got an idea for your business. Get rid of that brick and mortar place. Buy yourself a trailer. Put all that stuff in a trailer. Sort it all out to kind of like uh, uh, packs. Packs of like forty items, but forty even items. So like five rows of forty even items. Uh, so like the same kinds of pants, same kinds of shirts, or same quality value, whatever. And then subcontract at garage sales. Go to each garage sale and be like ten percent of whatever I sell at your garage sale is yours. Wow. And then mix it up that way. And you, you set up your little your little ring thing. You set all your stuff up. You come back later. You kind of do a quick count. Be like, okay, you know, everything on this rack was 50 cents. Looks like you sold, you know, 50 items and blah, 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 blah. What, what you know? I'd make about 10 bucks per head. Yeah, uh, but see, you're doing like 10 garage sales okay, a so day. That, that would be one weekend. Garage sales start on Wednesdays these days, man. Yeah, but could you imagine? You could be working Wednesday through Sunday. Could you imagine or the organizational? <laughs> well, I'm not saying it would be easy. I'm just saying, be. like, 
I'm just saying, like going back to what I was saying a little earlier. See, that's hang on about the sale mentality. People walk into a brick and mortar store and automatically assume they're going to spend more than if they go to a garage sale. And now I've been to a lot of garage sales where they got kid stuff, like you know, five dollars for something that might be in your shop for two and a half dollars. Probably, yeah. Like, oh, it's so you know, I'm at a garage sale, so it must be cheap. Oh, it's so it's Jimbery or whatever brand it is. This is fantastic, you know. Um. Okay, and and my point about that idea—I mean, it's a it's a crazy it's a crazy idea. What my trailer idea? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, a little bit. But see, I think I think the, the point is is that that kind of used to be the way it is, the way it was, like little little sales here and there or whatever. But but the the beauty of of a brick and mortar store is that it kind of got conglomerated. So it was like if 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 you didn't want to fuss and putz around by going here to there to there to there to there. You would just go there. You would go to the one spot that would have everything, and that's what the Walmart mentality is too. So you wouldn't have to, or, or like Woodman's. My God, what, what can't you find at Woodman's? You know, there's everything that you could possibly Any imagine. Kind of food item, right? Right. Except fresh deli meat. But they don't have fresh shaved deli meat. No, well, they do, but man, I wouldn't call it fresh. You don't really? I call I've, it sketchy. sketchy. I've never deli had any meat. problems with theirs. With their, I mean, yeah, actually, after about two or three days in your freezer in your fridge, it kind of starts to stink. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, um, that was kind of it. So that NSI. that's that's the that's the beauty of a brick and mortar store like that, you know. Plus, I'm there all winter, you know. Plus, if you come there uh, like like now, and you say, "Oh my gosh, I need a winter hat, I need a winter coat because I need some some warm long long pants," or, or in the middle of the winter, if you need a swimsuit, what the hell are you gonna do? You go to the store; they don't have any swimsuits on the racks. Where do you get a swimsuit in the middle of winter? Come to my store; I got a whole bunch of them. Right? I don't know. It's it's nice to have a little thing like that around. I don't know. I don't, it, it's probably my fault. I shouldn't be complaining all the time because it's probably my fault. I don't do enough marketing. I don't do advertising. I don't. I don't. The store is not as fresh as it could be. I should put new carpeting in. I should. I should. I should fix the lights up so it's a little bit nicer. I should make it a more pleasant shopping experience. I probably shouldn't be playing, you know, Snoop Dogg all day when I wouldn't be for the shoppers. Smoking a blunt and beating the ladies. I don't think Snoop Dogg sings that song, but I've heard that song playing at your shop, and My I don't think the mothers of, play. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I don't know what to say. Uh, yeah. Beastie Boys got a new album. Yeah, I heard about. I that. could put that I one. I could put that Remember one. Remember "License to Ill." Yeah, I, I could. Uh, I could do that. Uh, Ron L. Uh, so Scientology. L. Yeah. Ron Hubbard. Ron L. Hubbard. All right, what the, what the hell else is going on? What what are we doing this summer? Uh, we should we should make some plans. I mean, camping, canoeing. What what's what what? Uh, you mean, should join my scooter gang. Yeah, I'm like, uh, I could probably get one. My pet, my my dad's got one. He'd probably give it to me. Yeah, man. What the do you do? You go, every 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 Monday morning, you go out for a a quick ride around the lake. <laughs> That's my exercise for the week. I I take the scooter around the lake. You, but you but you uh you, you hold the you hold the uh you hold the neck with your legs and then you put, wave your arms. No, I I hold the I hold the handlebars with my hands, but I have five pound weights on my wrist. So, yeah. So you get a lot of this exercise, a lot of lot of, lot of wrist exercise, wrist or size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm yeah. not going on a date tomorrow. There you go. With who? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. Why not? I'll let you know if it works out. All right. It's a it's a secret. It's a secret. It's a secret. Yeah. Well, there you go, folks. You got something to look forward to next Woo-hoo! week. So, will you promise me this? What? Uh, will you promise me that no matter what happens on this date, you will come back and report? You don't have like. I don't want like 
Details, steamy details. We don't need steamy like details, but uh, steaming details. I could leave you some steaming, steaming details. <laughs> I would, no thanks. But no matter, we, we ate at a really nice restaurant. I'm going to leave you some steaming details. So my, yeah, no thanks. If she, if she, if she smacks you across the face, who said it's because, a she? Oh well. Oh, if, if this person, whomever you are going, and who out said it's a, a person? If this being this, it might be a goat, it could be. Uh, it slaps you across the face for being inappropriate, or, uh, or uh, if no, I don't think future, that would happen. Uh, uh, you're going to report back. On I will. It? Yes. Okay. I'll let you know what happens. And where are you going out to eat? I don't know what we're doing yet. No. I'm just I I'm I was kind of sick yesterday, so I wasn't sure if I was going to be up to anything. And actually, after drinking a beer, I don't know. Maybe that'll like with my bile and everything. You know, it might just cause me some problems. It's going to wreck your whole date tomorrow. It might wreck my this whole day. podcast may have wrecked your date. Tomorrow. No, I don't know. I, I'm not even sure if I if I want to do it anyways. I have to kind of think what some more. I I'm I don't know. I I'm I'm really weird like that. You know, I'm I'm really really weird like that. Can you tell me how this date came to be? About no. why not? Because I, I'm I'm I shouldn't have even said anything. Because well, come on! No, I know I shouldn't have said anything. Our Forget listening it. public uh, wants to know. No, they don't. If they send an email and they oh, want to know, then I will. Sakes. Then I'll, I'll lay somewhere out. I'm gonna send an email to us. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Dear us, jeez, <laughs> I would like to know more about Eric's love life. Oh yay! Come on, man. Yeah, it, it'll it'll you'll it'll all work all out right. or not, yeah. depending on the situation. Yeah, but I'm trying. I've had I've had some some other interests. There's one. Oh my gosh! I, I swear I'm just you. trying to nail down the fact that whether or not it works, you're going to tell us about it. Uh, I will. I, okay. Sure, I'll bring it back up. Right. Yeah, I'll I mean, bring. I'm I'm bringing it back. I mean, it's up. a Don't big it's a big that. thing in my. I, although, see, that's. That seems to me is like a problem of mine, though. Is that I, I'm too, I'm too um, easygoing. I'm too uh, open about about what's what's going on in my head, and that is is kind of a problem to me sometimes. Like at least as a business owner, and and like I'm with I'm like that with everybody, you know. I mean, this is this is kind of the forum to get it out. That's mm. you know certainly not. First but, of all, nobody's listening, so you don't have to worry about it getting. Well, back to you. nobody's listening. And but second of all. Yeah, that's true. I don't know, <laughs> but it just seems like when I when I when I let it out uh, before I've had a chance to marinate it in my own thoughts too much, and let it really kind of when I I haven't really figured it out on my own, then then I let it out, and then it it like goes through some permutations, and then I and then I get it back in in kind of a different form or through some different eyes, and then I look at it a different way, and that's why I don't even maybe really know who I am. Does that make any sense? Because I've never really sat on anything for a long time. I just, I always, like, as soon as something comes into my head, I let it out. It's like everything about me is, is out there, and, and I, there's nothing that I hold back, you know? Maybe that's, maybe that's not the best thing. Maybe that's why I'm still living under the poverty level. <laughs> I don't know. Why, why the hell do I want to have a little store like that? Maybe because, well, because, because I have this captive audience of people that have to listen to me. <laughs> Because I like to talk, that could be. Who's the captive audience? My customers. Oh, Holy yeah? crap! Oh yeah, you got some regulars that just like to. Hear. Oh my god, do I have regulars? What do you think? I th- Where do you think I, I learned know. to talk like this? I, no, I don't know. They, they, <laughs> I don't know. We've had this podcast list- for longer than you've had your store. Uh that's that's true. But that I've always cool. liked to talk like sure. this. I've always liked to talk, and I get to talk like this with with my customers. I really do. There's there's different customers that I have different kinds of conversations with, and I know which customers they are. But 
I, I just, I really enjoy talking like this. And a lot of times, I don't know, probably you have conversations like this with your coworkers and whatnot, but they're probably, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm assuming they're probably more intelligent. I mean, not, not Come to, not to disparage no. my, my customers, but well, why not? Hello, you're, you're middle class and you're working with middle class people. So they're making pretty good money. They must be pretty intelligent to be having those jobs. The people that come into my store are, you know, pushing a dirty stroller. Hello. And they and they walk everywhere they go. They ride the bus. They don't even own a car. They probably make their below poverty level with, with three kids. So who's going to have a more intelligent conversation? Which makes me feel like sometimes I'm like standing there talking like the professor. Oh, this is how it's going on. Blah, 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 blah. And, not, and I, so... I it makes me kind of I puts it, it makes my ego get big oh. because I'm kind of like telling them like it is you know oh I never heard of that really yeah and this and this is going on and that's going on I mean that's not to say that you know that's not to stereotype my entire constituency constituency listen to me <laughs> <laughs> you're running for office or something yeah the monkey office <laughs> the my entire uh, well when I say constituency I mean it not in that way I mean it in the way of like. The customers of mine that that actually enjoy having a a, a spirited debate with me, a, a conversation, or like to listen to me uh, ex, espouse my ideas about what's going on in in the political realm, you know, not necessarily that I'm a that. I mean, I actually, if I if I if I ever decided to, I probably would. I would probably have a bunch of locked in votes, like. Sure. Like that, because sure. there's a lot of people that kind of respect, you know, w- what I stand for, probably because of that store, because of because they probably have never they w- they don't even think about things like that. No, seriously, that low class, well, low, okay, middle, uh, you know, I don't middle middle to low, even middle class, they don't even it doesn't even occur to them. I mean, and if anything, they get they get so befuddled, besotted, uh, besotted by the. By the by the by the crazy you know antics of the of the uh, edu edunewsment edu, edu edu sure edunewsment that works entertainment news right edutainment yeah edutainment news mm-hmm. that they they go ahead and vote based on that and they have these crazy ideas of what what's really going on. And so when I'm kind of like that counterpoint, I say, "Look, no, that this is this is really what's really." Do these folks that actually do go? Oh, there's some vote. people that yeah, there's some people that. But then most of the time, I'm just like, uh, I don't uh, yeah, okay. But you know what though? If 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 I can, if if I'm having a conversation with somebody that like, there's some, there's also some like uh, graduate students that come in, graduate students that are like really intelligent, and we have a conversation for an hour and a half. And it's great. It's great. I mean, there's there's people that are like moving to. Norway, or they want to move to Denmark. They're like, yeah, as soon as I'm done with my degree over here, I'm, I'm out of this country because listen to this. Mm-hmm. So I'll be having a great conversation with them. There'll be three other people, four other people in the store. I'll be having this conversation with this guy, you know, and they'll come up and they'll be like, I'm, I'm ready to go. And I'm like, oh, oh, sorry, sorry about that. And then they, But you can tell they were kind of listening, you know, and they were like, wow, this is maybe this. Is. And they are, some of them actually come in and like some of them that I I know are other regulars that usually just come in, pick three things, and leave. They go in and they're like they kind of hang around and they come up up front a little once in a while. <laughs> they're listening, you know. They're like, and they'll even like say something. That, it's like a it's like a forum almost, you know. It's like an open forum. I mean, it doesn't get anything done except except the 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 transfer of ideas, which is 
really nothing but what politics is anyways because look at look at how long it takes to make a particular law i mean all they're doing for i mean what what do we pay them how much do we pay the senators and whatnot and and how long does it make take them to pay to pass one bill you know I mean, it's it's ridiculous. It's just a bunch of guys talking about whatever's going on. And eventually, yeah, crunch time comes, got to make a law, boom, boom, boom. Okay, yeah, all this stuff we've been talking about kind of gave us an idea of what we want to make the law about. It's, it's, it's more about talking than anything else, you know? I don't know. I just like to talk. <laughs> you must like to talk, too. Why do we have a podcast? I, yeah, yeah. I, I have two podcasts now. You have a, wow, you have I, duality. Did, yeah, man. Did I tell you about the second podcast? I think I busted in on it once. Yeah, Adam and I, one of our faithful listeners, were doing an X Men. It's kind of a it's a goofy idea. I mean, this is the podcast where we we pull things out of the air and talk about them, and that's the podcast where we read. Uh, Adam and I read a couple comic books, and we talk about specifically what's going on in that comic book. So it's a very different forum than this is. Oh and yeah, I mean, I I do I do like to talk. I I do like to talk a lot, and I talk a lot at work, you know. And I, I you know, when you say like, "Oh, you're middle class, and you guys must be much more intelligent and have much more exciting, not exciting, but intelligent things to talk about," I, I just disagree with that. I mean, I think a lot. I think everybody is. What well, depends if you're talking about right wing or left wing? Not. I don't think it really matters one way. Are they intelligent? Well, you you kind of I, you kind you of know, throw them off though yeah. if they're like I've met some intelligent right wingers and guns and Obama's the antichrist and those people are I don't consider to be intelligent. <laughs> okay. I mean, those are the people that have swallowed the the pill or or whatever you want to call it and. and no, but there's some people that uh, do have some critical. But thinking. they're middle class ideas. and they're making money. It's like what the well, hell? here's what I'm talking about. Is of course they're the ones that run the freaking country at this point. I think everybody's one wrong decision away from the trailer park. And if you're living in a trailer park, I apologize. I, I I assume that you're not living in one of those bad trailer parks that I'm referring to. You're living in one of those good trailer parks. What I'm saying is that throughout your life, decisions come about. And and we're we're all one decision away from being in jail, being in prison, being in the trailer park, being a drug addict, being homeless. Uh, and for these days, not so much maybe like 10, 20 years ago, but these days, we're one lucky decision away from being in the middle class or the upper class. Well, not the upper class so much. Yeah, I think you have to be born into that these days. You know, I don't, I don't. You don't think you're intelligent? No, it's not what I was going to say. I, no. I don't. I, I was going to say that I don't think I buy that theory. I think there's a lot of hard work that goes into um, being. It's not a lucky decision that you make. Because okay, you know, I in fact I just read an article that backs up this the 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 the, the demise of that theory that you just laid forth, um, and it was the um, the 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 rise of the for-profit colleges right that are that are um a plague on the landscape i went to a for-profit college okay um that's fine and that's great no no no. i'm just that's great because you that was and that was a good decision i'm not defending it that was a decision the problem is is that um i think it was before the bush years like 1992 and before uh, they realized that what was uh, I don't remember exactly the dates, but they realized that what was going on was these for-profit colleges 
were kind of preying on the low class. And what they would do is they would go to these homeless shelters and they would go to the military bases and they would say, look, you can get all this federal funding. Mm-hmm. You can get these federal mm-hmm. grants or these, these loans mm-hmm. and you can go to a four-year college. We have a four-year college all set up for you. And, and before they know it, they signed up. They got all their loans and they started going to school. And a year later, they dropped out because they, they didn't put the <clears throat> hard work into it. Mm-hmm. And they were stuck with that huge loan. And even if you declare bankruptcy, you cannot lose a federal school loan. Mm-hmm. So that loan is going to follow them to the grave. I agree with you. Now, that is a bad decision, but it's also not, it's it's a lack of uh, discipline and a lack of work. So it's a bunch of poor decisions. Uh, decisions it's here. a lot, it's, you're a guy, you're a kid who uh, who, who has never had a break in his life, Maybe lived uh, in a poor side of town, got poor grades growing up. You're doing dishes in the back of some restaurant, getting paid, you know, four and a quarter or whatever the minimum wage is at that time period in your life. And all of a sudden you discover that you too can get a four year degree and you go to the school. And the yeah, but they're doing it now. They're doing it now. I know they're doing it now. So now minimum wage is $8 an hour. Fine, you're making $8 an hour. And there's a lot more. reality pumped into these kids in high school i think where they know that oh my gosh if if you get in debt you're going to be screwed for the rest of your life and 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 there's a little more realization of what money really is i think that is one of the things that has been brought about by this whole fannie mae freddie mac thing i I guarantee you go to the high schools now and there's a lot more focus on on the uh on the financial responsibility of every single human being not just your parents but you are a human being and you are going to graduate when you graduate you they are going to start sending you credit cards and they are going to start hitting you with this stuff and if you don't take advantage of or if you don't really figure out what's going on here you can get screwed for the rest of your life anyways yeah i mean when i went to my for-profit college i mean when it was all said and done it really felt like a vehicle for money is what it felt like because I remember showing up and they're like, "This is the best decision you've." We had orientation. It was a, it was a four-hour orientation, and they you know, they came in. They're like, "This is the best decision you've ever made." Uh, this is how much a college degree is worth. It's worth a million dollars or something like that. Blah 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 blah. Uh, and now to talk to you for the rest of the three-hour seminar is our uh, financial aid director, and then for the next three hours. All it was was financial aid information. We're going to need this form from you. You're eligible for this loan. You can get this loan. If you make this much, if your parents are this age, if you're this age, and all these rules and regulations and policies and and, 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 and whatever else uh, was directed at how can you get more money to pay for these college classes. And done right, I mean, I, I mean I'm not dumb, Uh I looked at what MATC had to offer, which is what our state technical college, and I looked at what this for-profit college had to offer, and it was very similar. It was expensive, uh, but they offered what I needed and when I needed it, and I stuck through it, and I went all the way through it. And Yeah, I, I it, it was expensive, and there's a big chunk of change still sitting out there that I have to pay off. And if I was a guy who didn't complete the whole curriculum and was back out there, uh, washing dishes for $8 an hour, it would be a crippling burden to have to pay this financial aid. 
Because they were hitting you, there's like the Pell Grant, which you can uh, borrow and then you don't have to pay anything back until you're done with school. But then there's like a couple of other grants. I don't know what they're called, but what they're like, they're like, oh, you can take this money and this money and this money. And all you have to do is every month make interest payments. You don't have to, and it's, oh. very, it's very low because all you're doing is you're paying mm-hmm. interest. You're not paying any principal. So it's going to be about, you know, this one's going to cost you $50 a month and this one will cost you $25 a month, but it's going to give you $50,000 in, in money that you can defer. And it's like, I looked at that and I was like, who would do this? Why would I do this? This doesn't make any sense. I'm not going to pay you interest for two mm-hmm. years. Uh, before I start paying off on the principal, that doesn't make any sense. Yep. Like, oh, are you sure? Are you sure? About well, that? and that's that's the problem. I mean, and and actually, the government was was there's people in the government that are actually kind of pushing that too. And they they actually now the people in the government, the senators, the Republican senators say, let's go to all profit schools, not even I mean, not even for profit, you know, higher education, but let's turn all let's let's screw this uh, public school business if it goes all for profit. Then, then we'll be even to borrow even more money for the grants because the people won't be able to pay, and we'll make even more money because they won't be able to pay, and then we'll have to, we'll we'll have them on the hook for the interest and for every. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, talk about talk about making that gap wider between the the the, the super rich and the people that don't have anything. Right. It's it's that's it's it's completely designed to do that. All of that is. Yeah, I know. I know it's pretty sad. It's very disappointing. <laughs> oh, what a bummer, man! It is disappointing. What a bummer. So, what about your? Po- so, you're talking about the X Men, though? Oh, I don't know. That's... Maybe there's a maybe there's an X Men comic that has uh, that, has, the, that the... deals with that at some point, like in some space school. I'm financio. I take all of your earnings <laughs> and I burn them. Yeah, we should, yeah. There was a we came up with that once, didn't we? Uh, uh, a a comic book. That's... I don't think we had a, a financial supervillain, but there should be though. I think financio would the be the Cock Brothers. The cocks. Oh, no. It's the cock brothers. Form of? What would they be the form of? I don't know. Vacuum cleaner of cash. Money magnet. <laughs> thank you. Ah! Actually, they wouldn't even thank you. They'd be like, thank us. I don't know what they would do. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's a very disappointing thought and, and thoughts. I don't know. I mean, that's wah, maybe that's wah, why we do this wah, podcast wah. is just like. The truth, man. The truth is right here truth. within it's, us. It's, and we're it's, laying it out there before anybody else. It's your truth and it's my truth, but it's it's pretty sad. It is. Well, that's <laughs> that's the problem with with those with those four private colleges is that they they prey on those people. You know, I don't, how do we even get onto that topic? I don't I don't remember, but I remember reading that article. Yeah, and and thinking, my gosh, that's that's totally true. You know, that's that's what happens. They they they. I mean, literally, this article talked about these. Uh, they they did like some research. The guys that wrote the article they did some research on this, and they and they and they um, collected some data, and they went to homeless shelters, and they s- literally saw these 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 uh, recruiters for the the colleges in the homeless shelter, like saying, "Hey, why don't you come to our college? Why don't you come to our college? Here's here's the forms you can fill out for the loans. You can get these federal loans." And, and I mean, sure, maybe one out of Right, a thousand is is, not is really there to get one oh. out of a thousand. But well, here's 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 where it all started. Was that you said you're one decision away from the trailer park? Yeah, and I don't necessarily think that's true. I think it, if you've been making bad decisions all along, you're one decision away from the trailer park. But I don't think that the guy at the homeless shelter who gets bamboozled by the snake oil salesman trying to sell them an education is making a bad decision. I think that they've been 
you know, they're they're put upon, they're 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 homeless, and somebody comes and says, you know what, uh, you didn't know this, but there's some government grants that you're eligible for as an American citizen. You can come down to my college, you can take some classes, you can get yourself a bachelor's degree. Not not in four years, but I'm going to get you a bachelor's degree in three years, and uh, here's money for it. And you're going to have to pay a little bit, but you can get a job down the street over at that Pizza Hut, and you're going to have when you get done, you have a bachelor's degree. Right again, this guy who's homeless is just like. Right. Wow. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. Man. Finally, finally, the yeah, Lord but, is smiling upon me. Yeah. Finally, there's a rainbow for me. Now, you and know he what, goes though? out there and he realizes that it's a lot of hard work and that yeah. delivering pizzas and doing all of this studying and, and, and whatnot is it's a lot of hard work. And, and the, the shifts aren't coordinating with the school schedule. And it's, the school's like, if you have, you know, in my school, I don't know how the UW was, but from what I understand, like I talk to people who go to college, like I showed up for the first day, the midterm and the final exam. And I passed the class. That's from a state college. People that already kind of knew this material. And then when I went to school, it was like, if you miss three days, whether you're sick or not, if you miss three days, you're booted out and you can start over the next semester, but you're booted out. And, and you like, lose the money for that semester? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Gone. But you could, but you could re-enlist. So if you had a, if you had, you could re-enroll had a, a broken leg, or if your mom died in California and you had to go out there, maybe there was some. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I think if you had to, no, no, I, I don't know about the broken leg. Like maybe they'd work something out. But I mean, if you had to leave the state for like a week or so, forget it. Yeah, they were really hardcore on that. And I remember, like me and me and some friends, we'd be like, "Okay, we got four days, guys." Uh, you know, we 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 would literally plan out what days we weren't going to show up because we we only had four of these these days, and, and any more than that, and you'd be booted out. And on the third day, you'd get your little warning slip, like one, you know, two more days, and you'll have to start the semester over again. So stuff like that. I mean, were think- there a lot of people that you recognize that dropped out? Uh, only only a couple, but nobody nobody that I know of got kicked. Well, actually, I take it back. <laughs> uh, one guy I know got kicked out for missing days, but he was pretty much done with the program. But I guess my point is is that when you have like real life going on, um, and and you're single, you're homeless, or maybe you're a, a, a single parent, uh, and you're trying to get an education, and you're you're saddled with this. If you miss four days, you're booted out of the program, and your kid falls ill, or you got to yeah, cover what a the shift, hell do you or do? you got to pay your rent. And then you miss five days. You're doing your work. You're doing your homework. You're you're catching up on the missing assignments. You're calling your buddy, saying, "What did I miss today?" You're getting the notes and whatever. But yet you you miss those attendance points, and bam, you're cut out. I mean, that's think about the profit that's involved in that. Now you have to pay for the same class twice. I never. I, I think I just put that together right now because I never got booted out for it because, you know, I, I whatever I, I kept track of all that sort of stuff. But you know, I just really kind of connected. Like, you've heard the guys like, oh, I went to the UW Stout and I showed up for these four classes and I passed the test. You know, got that grade. Yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of bullshit though. But no, but it's. But I, I've always had a problem with with attendance. I mean, not not necessarily just from my point of view is that I'm not a very good attendant person, but. The fact that they were really hardcore about it and they made it part of your grade, I think that's ridiculous. I mean, mm-hmm. geez, if if you if you know the material, what the hell's a problem, mm-hmm. you know? Or if you or if you make it make a a real good point to to make it up. But again, it's about profit. But so again, I, what I'm saying is that that homeless person who signed up for that, I don't think made a bad decision. I think they took the information that they were provided 
and made a decision to, to in an attempt to yeah, better. Yeah, but themselves. again, again, uh, this is a person if, that if can't anybody, get into. If anybody should MATC have a, or the UW, if anybody program. should have an idea that there is no such thing as a free lunch, it should be a home. Well, then again, maybe they do think there's free lunch. Whoops. Oh, they get free lunches at down at the homeless yeah, shelter. No, <laughs> they've, they've, they know. They, they probably got kicked out because they missed a rent for one month or so. They know that the, that the world is a really hard place. So this guy, this slick salesman comes up in his suit and they're going to be like, I don't know. I, I would just imagine them saying, no, I don't trust you. You know what I mean? Or whatever they would say. No. I don't, I don't, I don't believe in this. I don't want anything to do with it. Well, Sure. I mean, it is pretty sad that that it, it it does go on. I mean, that's and that's that's really sad. But yeah, whatever. Well, I mean, I that know. that for private or for profit school is is preying on the weakness of this homeless person, and this homeless person is like, yeah, I, I would love to get an education, get a job, and an office. And those for profit education systems, I bet you look at them and who owns them? It's all big corporate. It's probably subcontracted corporate. I mean, it's, you you go way up the wire, and it's that higher, it's that high class, it's that point one percent. It's like, oh, we should uh, let's build a college over here. It looks like there's some land for a couple million bucks. Yeah, we'll buy that. Yeah, uh, build a college. It costs five million bucks to build the thing. We'll hire some teachers for a yeah, hundred thousand dollars a year. That's fine. Uh, let's see. The first within two years, we'll be profitable. It'll pay all that off mm-hmm. and uh, start recruiting. We'll hire forty people to go and recruit. We'll pay him, yeah, fifteen, twenty, maybe even thirty thousand dollars a year. Forty times thirty—that's a hundred. That's yeah, a million bucks. Yeah, it's okay if they recruit twenty-five people. They've got it done. It's all set. And there's all these federal grants. Which, hey, you know what? Actually, let's let's have a meeting. Let's have a meeting with the uh, senator from uh, you know Utah or whatever. Make it easier to let's apply. let's create a let's create a let's let's brainstorm some bills that they can introduce next month. Uh, we'll soften up some of the some of his constituency to you know to go along with that bill by creating some news stories. I mean it's it's a, it's ridiculous, but that's what happens. You know that's how it goes. Oh well, money. That's crazy. All right, well I think that's uh, that'll do it for us today. Oh my gosh, <laughs> and the Beastie Boys. Don't forget. Don't forget to buy your copy of a bunch of old men rapping. Yeah, right. Well, we should maybe we should l- make our own rap CD. Uh, the the corporate conspiracy. No. The, the rich people are pissing on me. We gotta we gotta <laughs> we gotta find a new uh, Achilles heel or something, man. What? Well, but that's what that's what's always on our mind. That's that's what's, that's what's always going on. Right? I know it's pretty sad. We gotta, we gotta go on a vacation and ex- yeah. have a new experience. Yeah, and. and Rail on that for a while. Yeah, no, not rail. We can just have a good. T- we, got, I mean, life is so beautiful. It really is. The the sun, the moon, the 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 trees, the little birds, the 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 rocks, the water, I mean, it, it, the colors. It, it is such a beautiful world, and yeah, it, it just sucks that we're we we seem to be so caught up in in making money, you know, to 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 have to enjoy it. When I mean, if if the whole god question would would he have really or she would the god thing would have really said you know what the most important thing you can do is to make money and then you can enjoy my creation don't enjoy it without making money but you got to go back to the evolution of money i mean money is is exchanged for goods and services so if you go back to like the caveman, you had one guy who was really good at making a wheel and yet another guy who was really good at tanning a hide. And that guy said, hey, I'll give you some hides if you give me that wheel. And that guy said, fine, here you go. Then you had another guy who was like, you know what, I can put an axle on that rod, but you know what, I don't need any uh, t- 
tan. I don't need any hides. And the guy with the hide said, well, I'd like one of your axles. And he said, you know what? Here's a voucher. I'm going to give you a voucher. I mean, think about what that is. Okay, fine. That whole I, and process. That's, that's the barter system. That's right. fine. But now you have these financial, the financial sector. But I mean, that's what that's the root of money. Money is money is like you you have something that I would like, but I have stuff. I have a service or a skill mm-hmm. that you don't need yeah. right now. But that guy over there needs it. But you don't need anything that he needs. So you give me a voucher that's worth you know some agreed upon. A, amount and then I, we exchange and then that guy who wanted whatever i had but didn't want what you had he you know you know what i'm saying like we, we're, yeah. we're 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 it's like a promissory note well that's exactly what it is i guess okay and this actually wraps back to my uh, the the hatred that i have for money and the reasoning is that it is a um it it assigns value to everything and I don't believe that there's any one thing that can do that. Because who's to say that that uh, what I do as a human being is worth 50 times less than, than most of the other people? Well, yeah. Okay? Why? No, I know. Is it just that because, I mean, I, 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 I work hard. I, I think I provide a good service. Sure. Uh, I, I, I think I'm a good person. Uh, I don't I don't take yeah. advantage of blah, blah, blah. And, and yet... You know, in fact, I probably break less laws than a lot of the people that make a lot more money than me. So why, wh- what, where does that disparage you? I mean, how does that, how does that come about? You no, know, no, I know. And so these these hedge fund managers again, or these CEOs that are making six hundred million dollars a year, is that are they really worth that much money? That's my problem. Sure, with it, I agree. You know, I completely agree with you. Okay, so that's my problem with should, money. Should a CEO who runs a big company that makes that creates a lot of jobs and creates products make more than the guy sweeping the floor? Yes, I, I think yes. so. Fifty yes. times, maybe. Yeah, yeah, fifty times is a lot. And, sure, and yes, that person should make a lot more money. Yes, uh, should he make fifty million dollars? No, nah, probably not. I mean, it, but then so you say that, and people are like, "Socialism, it's socialist." Yeah, you can't tell me what. That's worth. Or he can fine. No, actually, let's say yeah, he can make that much. Absolutely, yes, I agree. He should be able to make that much, but he should also be taxed at ninety five percent. Well, yeah, well, and that, and that money good. goes into the government, which that's also socialism, which provides for social services, right. socialism. You know what though? Before no, I agree. before nineteen ninety, the 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 richest one percent was taxed at ninety percent. I completely agree. All right, so that's no, fodder for another agree. show. All right, buttons, folks, put your uh, put your uh, requests in for custom buttons. Um, I pissed. See that? Whatever it is, see that blankety blank? I pissed on. See it. that hedge fund manager? <laughs> I pissed on him, or just I pissed on it. <laughs> there you go. We should make stickers, and then we could just like put those wherever you go. I pissed on it. I pissed on it. I pissed on it. That'd be hilarious. That'd be pretty good. We could right. probably sell those. Oh hell yeah! On eBay. All Piss right. on things. Hey folks. All right. It's been it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's been good. We haven't laughed a lot out loud, but do you know a joke? Tell a joke. Mm, no. You put me on the spot. I don't uh, have I know, I know. Oh my gosh. What is it with jokes? There aren't any jokes anymore. Um, Let's wrap this thing up. Let's wrap it up with a little bit of Beastie Boys. Why don't you throw some in right here? This 
like puts him in there. Like, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Some, some license. It's actually happening right now. Oh, I can. Oh, it's worked. It's off of ill communication. Or license deal. License deal. Brass monkey. Oh, you know what? You know what a brass monkey is? It's a drink. Yeah, suppose. Do you know what it is? It's a funky monkey. It's supposedly when you take a forty ounce, pour it down to the label, drink it down to the label, and then add orange juice. Mm-hmm. We that's, should try that sometime. That's what I heard. I heard from from the brass monkey himself. All right, from this brass monkey to right, your brass out. monkey. Have a good evening.